Thank you for coming to today's podcast of College, Bible College, A Living Example of Love by Gloria Copeland. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your, your Bible. And Lord, thank you for the correction and the discipline, Lord. We love it. Bring it on, Lord. We are attuned to your love and your goodness. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the discipline. Thank you that you create us in your image to desire your purpose and to make our way back to home, to heaven. Thank you, Lord God, that we're here to encourage each other. I love my brothers and sisters in the faith. And, and we have to love the people that are uh, our doubters. Our doubter is more uh prevalent he's trying to find something so a doubter is better than a cynic and a complainer a doubter is good all right now let's go ahead and say thank you god for sending us doubters that we can work with and get them turned around because we were once doubters and we thank you for this life in jesus name amen all right thank you for today's college study august the 10th from faith to faith kcm.org a Living Example by Gloria Copeland. Our scripture for today is Romans 5.5. 5. And hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Romans 5.5. 5. Don't ever worry about not having enough love inside you. The word says God's love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. God's love is in you. What you need to do is make a decision and let it flow. Pray this, pray today. In Jesus' name, I make a fresh and strong commitment today to live the life of love, to let the tenderness of God flow through me and heal the wound that hearts of those I meet. Father, teach me to love even when things go wrong. To be patient and kind when the children are underfoot. To overlook the spitiful words of an angry spouse. To rejoice when someone at the office gets the race that I thought I needed. Teach me to talk in love. To lay gossip quietly aside and to take up words of grace instead. Lord, your word says that your love is already inside me that it has been shed abroad in my heart. So today I resolve to remove every obstacle that will keep that love flowing freely into the lives of others. I put resentments behind me and I forgive all those who done me wrong right now. In the days ahead, cause me to increase and excel and overflow with your love. Cause me to be what this world needs most of all, a living example of God's love. Amen. Woohoo! And scripture for reading is 1 John 4 7 through 17. Let's go over there and read that. Amen. And amen. I actually read that already. Uh, I read the five chapters of 1 John. Because why? Because I need the love. I need I need more love in my life. I know when I I'm short in my in my thinking, I'm short in my talk. In other words, I'm a short fuse. I jump off the uh the handle too easily. So I need God's love. 
I like myself when I respond in humor and wisdom, but that takes a lot of work on my part. I have to read a half hour. It's a lot of work, right? Read the words of love in 1 John 1 through 5, and then again read um, John 14, 15, and 16, which is a big task, right, in doing that. And with that, let's go here and go to the book of John. Actually, I'm searching through this electronic Bible, this version, which is an amazing uh, work piece of material that's free for us. Four, and it says chapter 4, verse 7 through 17. Here we go. Says, uh, dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much He loved us by sending His only one Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loves us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and not testified that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more and more perfect. So we will not be afraid of the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Amen and amen. Thank you, God. Thank you for today's reading. Thank you. And now we're going to go ahead and read Psalms, five chapters in Psalms. They'll be next. Thank you very much, and I'm going to be reading in the New King James Version. Thank you. Greetings, family. Let's go ahead and pray. We're going to be reading Psalms from the New King James Bible. Psalms 10. Oh, Father God, Lord God, hear us, Lord God. Hear from heaven, Lord God, our prayers that we pray to you today, Lord. Give us that wisdom, Lord, that you gave Solomon. Give us the instructions, Lord, that we may give unto the people, Lord God. That the people may be blessed and walk in holiness, in purity, Lord God, praising you and thanking you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Make it honorable, Lord God. Restore our Love, restore our spirits, restore our holiness for your glory and your honor, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.
Now, a reading from chapter 10 of Psalms. Why do you stand all far off, O Lord? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride persecute the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire. He blesses the greedy. He renounces the Lord. The wicked and his proud countenance do not seek God. God is not in his thoughts. His ways are always prospering. Your judgments are far above, out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he sneers at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is trouble and iniquity. He sits in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret place, he murders the innocents. His eyes are secretly fixed on the helpless. He lies in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He catches the poor when he draws him into his net. So he crouches, he lies low, that the helpless may fall by his strength. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face. He will never see it. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the humble. Why do the wicked renounce God? He has said in his heart, You will not require an account. But you have seen it, for you observe trouble and grief to repay it by your hand. The helpless commit himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations have perished out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desires of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear. To do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed. That the man of the earth may oppress no more. That was Psalm 11. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Excuse me, Psalm 10. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the humble. Why do the wicked renounce God? He has said in his heart, you will not require an account. But you have seen it, for you observe trouble and grief to repay it by your hand. The helpless commit himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations have perished out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desires of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear, to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may oppress no more. Amen. Now we run to Psalm 40. Psalm 4-0. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the mire clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust 
and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts which are towards us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your laws within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great congregation indeed. I do not restrain my lips, O Lord. You know yourself. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me, so that I may not be able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backward and brought to dishonor who wish me evil. Let them be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha, aha. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. Psalm 70. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. Let them be turned back and confused who desire my hurt. Let them be turned back because of their shame who say, Aha, aha. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make haste to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Psalms 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures 
to all generations. Amen. And now Psalm 130. Out of the depth I have cried to you, O Lord. Hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who can stand? But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than those who watch for the morning. I say, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In Ezekiel 35, 34, 26 says, I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. I will cause showers to come down in their seasons. There shall be showers of blessings. You are my flock, the flock of my pasture. You are men, I am your God, says the Lord God. Thus they shall know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant peace with them, and cause wild beasts to cease from the land, and they will dwell swiftly, safety, in the wilderness, and sleep in the woods. Ezekiel 34. Hosea, chapter 6, verse 3. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. He's going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter rain and former rain to the earth. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter rain and former rain to the earth. Amen. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Lord says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Malachi 3, 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for your in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Thank you for coming to today's Bible study. Bible curriculum circuit something, Bible college. Let's open this up with a moment of silence by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I think I found it. It's a Bible college curriculum. I went to a Bible college, a couple of them, and then I done some um, Lynchburg, Virginia University Bible College. So um, I qualify to be your instructor, and I will give you a certificate. Yeah. Read uh, the Bible on a yearly basis, uh, reach out to others, and get your own podcast going. I love you. God bless you. All things are possible with those who love God and live according to His purposes. Amen. From Faith to Faith, today's daily devotional is found at aa.org. Gloria Copeland will be bringing us the short message today on August the 9th. Possess God's rest. That's what it's called today. And the scripture we're using is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 and 11. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Let us labor therefore to enter into the rest, lest any man fail after the same example of unbelief. Amen. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Send us your will, Lord. We say yes to your promises and yes to your ways, Lord. And we work to know Jesus and his, in his rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Gloria goes on to say, God's rest, considering the hectic, busy lives you and I live, that sounds like a pretty good thing to have, doesn't it? But exactly what is that rest? And how do we enter it? The third and fourth chapters of Hebrews compare God's rest with the children of Israel taking possession of the promised land. The land was to be a place where their every need would be met, a place of freedom from their warning, warring enemies, a place no one would be drive them out from again, a place where they can rest their hat. All they had to do was go in and possess it, but something kept them from it, unbelief and disobedience. As believers, we too have the opportunity to enter a promised land of abundance and peace, a land where we can rest from our struggles and enjoy the victory of God. To enter it, we must do what the children of Israel failed to do. We must simply trust God and obey His voice. How do you come to the place of trust and disobedience? By getting to know your Father, by spending time fellowshipping with Him in prayer and in the Word. This is the labor that will bring you into his rest. I'll never forget when I first discovered that. I had been learning the principles of faith, striving hard to do them. It seemed back then that keeping doubt and unbelief out of my heart was difficult. Then one day I began to labor to know the Father instead of just knowing about him.
When I did that, he began to reveal himself to me. He gave me a glimpse of his heart, his nature, and his love. As he revealed to me how much he wanted to do for his children, it changed my striving into peace, my doubts into trust, my fears into bold obedience. It enabled me to enter his rest. Get to know your father. Work at it. Work at it. Make it your labor. He has promised. He has a promised land of rest that is waiting for you. Amen. Now, let me move up to that paragraph that says, How do you come to that place of trust and obedience? By getting to know your Heavenly Father. By spending time fellowshipping with Him in prayer and in the Word. That is the labor that will bring you into His rest. Amen. And sometimes writing memos to your Father. Father, I need to know you better. Father, I need to know that you're there. Father, I need for you to confirm this. Father, just keep writing those memos. Keep sending them like frisbees to heaven. And then all day long, you thank them and and praise them that you're going to get a frisbee back with a note on it. And expectancy is probably my problem. That I'm not believing in the process. Though I'm, I'm giving lip service to it. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and read uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And let's check that out. It says, Now God has offered us the promise that we may receive the rest he spoke about. God has offered that. Let us take care then that none of you will be found to have failed to receive that promised rest. For we heard the good news just as they did. They heard the message, but it did them no good because... When they heard it, they did not accept it with faith. We who believe then do receive the rest which God promised. It is just as he said. I was angry and made a solemn promise they will never enter the land where I would have given them rest. He said this even though his work had been finished from the time he created the world. From somewhere in the scripture, this is said about the seventh day. God rested on the seventh day from all his work. The same matter is spoken of again. They will never enter the land where I would have given them rest. Those who first heard the good news did not receive the rest because they did not believe. There are then others who are allowed to receive it. This is shown by the fact that God sets another day which is called today. Many years later, he spoke of it through David in the scripture already quoted. If you hear God's voice today, do not be stubborn. If Joshua had given the people the rest that God had promised, God would not have spoken later about another day. As it is, however, there still remains for God's people a rest, like God's resting on the seventh day. For those who receive that rest with which God promised will rest from their own work, just as God rested from His. Let us then do our best to receive that rest, so that no one of us will fail as they did because their lack of faith. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. May God bless you. And now we're going to read on our next segment, we're going to read Psalms 9 from the New Living Translation. Let's go ahead and finish this with the Our Father. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be your name. 
Let your kingdom come. Your will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our wrongs as we forgive those who wrong against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working. Greetings, family. Welcome to today's podcast. I'll be reading the book of Psalms. I'm reading from the Spiritual Renewal Bible, New Living Translation. And I'm going to be reading Psalms 9, 39, 69, 99, and that's about all. Because I only got half a Bible. The Bible fell apart. (laughs) The other part is somewhere in the house. Amen. So let's go ahead and uh, open up the prayer. It's uh, 3.25 in the morning. I've been up since 2.20, but I did go to sleep early, folks. I always forget to mention that. I think I went to sleep before 8 o'clock, so I'm wide awake. So let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you have are committed to us, Lord, with incredible love, incredible acceptance in who we are, what we are, and your forgiveness, Lord. Lord, help us, Lord, to be committed to others, to to fulfill our side of the street and keep it clean. Help us, Lord God, to respect others. Lord, help us to be like King David, Lord, and get our strength from you, Lord, that we can encourage ourselves in the Lord. Lord, help us in so many areas of our life that we ask you to, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for the the fresh water and the resources we find in your word. We bless it and bless our ears, bless, bless the hearers, and cause us to walk in your righteousness. Amen. I can say today, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, according to... Romans 5.17. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and start. There's a little bit of study with this. Let me go ahead and read the, uh, the study. It says, As we experience God's help and begin to change our lives for the better, we have the responsibility to share our experience of spiritual renewal with others so their lives can be changed too. As we ask God to transform our lives, others will see what God has done for us and will receive the gift of hope. Even our struggles can be a source of encouragement and guidance to others. I will surrender to God in the midst of them and let others see how God redirects the course of our lives. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You would think I read this before I prayed, huh? Nope. I was actually reading a little bit about King David and Siklag when all the martyrs came while the his band were far away beating up other people and they came in and they raided their camp and they took all the people all the all the children everybody and interesting he came back and they all mourned they thought the worst but David encouraged himself in the Lord and went after them somehow when you encourage yourself in the Lord 
you get renewed hope and faith and belief. Amen. David praised God for delivering him from powerful enemies. God is merciful. He is always ready to help those who are oppressed by their enemies. In God's perfect timing, they will find comfort and encouragement if they put their trust in Him. Because God never forsakes those who trust Him. We should praise Him and tell others that He has rescued us. Amen. And now for the reading of Psalm 9. I will thank you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. My enemies turn away and retreat. They are overthrown and destroyed before you. For you have judged in my favor. From your throne you have judged with fairness. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have wiped out their names forever. My enemies have met their doom. Their cities are perpetual ruins. Even the memory of their uprooted cities is lost. But the Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from His throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nations with fairness. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, O Lord, have never abandoned anyone who searches for you. Sing praises to the Lord who reigns in Jerusalem. Tell the world about his unforgettable deeds. For he who avenges murders causes for the helpless. He does not ignore those who cry to him for help. Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on me. See how we suffer at the hands of those who hate us. Snatch us back from the death, the jaws of death. Save me so I can praise you publicly at Jerusalem's gate, so I can rejoice that you have rescued me. The nations have fallen into the pit they dug for others. They have been t- caught in their own trap. The Lord is known for his justice. The wicked have trapped themselves in their own snares. The wicked will go down to the grave. This is the faith of all the nations who ignore God. For the needy will not be forgotten forever. The hopes of the poor will not always be crushed. Arise, O Lord. Do not let mortals defy you. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Make them tremble in fear, O Lord. Let them know that they are merely human. Amen. Uh, Sometimes I have trouble within. You know, is my emotions and my thoughts and my pre- previous experiences of, uh, of disillusionment with uh, myself, with my projects, or my uh, or my disillusionment with uh, people? I have to renew my hope and my strength in God. That also I have uh, not only pitfalls around me, but inside me too. It just I run out of energy at the wrong time, and once I run out of energy, I just want to renew myself by by planting myself in the front and and waiting on God. I guess that's a good thing now that I recognize it, that 
the enemies inside and around us, you know, like apathy, ones wants us to judge and hate others. The idea is, is to speak positively into the future, prophesy. It's going to be a great day today. Good things are going to happen. Good things are in store. They've been in store since the foundations of the earth. All you have to do is raise your hands and say, yes and amen, yes and amen, yes and amen to the future, to your presence. Don't be afraid. It's not going to be bad. It's going to be good. Don't be timid. Say yes and amen, yes and amen, yes and amen to what you have in store for me, Lord. Amen. Go forward bravely. Be a brave. Amen. I remember the first time I raised my hands and I started saying it, uh, concentrating. I thought, well, something's going to come and crush me. (laughs) You know, when I was raising my hands and I was saying, yes, yes, yes to the future. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But only goodness came. If any, any discipline came, it was for my good. Amen. Moving right along, Psalms 39. In Psalm 39, we have, as we suffer God's punishment in our lives for our good, there is no point in trying to escape it. Rather than trying to rationalize our sins, we need to confess them. God is ready and willing to forgive anyone who comes to Him with a humble heart. In confession, our sins and and failures to God, we move towards spiritual renewal. Because he loves us so much and cares for us so much, and he's the only one that has love for us that we can't fail him. We can't fail the Lord. For that's the reason he earns the title of God, and he renews our love. So let's go ahead and confess our any sin. Lord, we ask you to forgive me of any sin, any responsibility, anything that I shouldn't be involved in, Lord. Lord, I ask you to cleanse my heart and my mind and my soul. Establish me, Lord God, for your word and for your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. We surrender ourselves to you. Amen. And now for the reading of Psalm 39. I said to myself, I will watch what I do and not sin in what I say. I will curb my tongue when the ungodly are around me. But as I stood there in silence, not even speaking of good things, the turmoil within me grew to the bursting point. My thoughts grew hot within me and began to burn, igniting a fire of words. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. My life is no longer than the width of my hand. An entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Human existence is but a breath. We are merely moving shadows. And all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth for someone else to spend. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Rescue me from my rebellion, for even fools mock me when I rebel. I am silent before you. I won't say a word, 
for my punishment is from you. Please don't punish me anymore. I am exhausted by the blows from your hand. When you discipline people for their sins, their lives can be crushed like the life of a moth. Human existence is as frail as breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for help. Don't ignore my tears, for I am your guest. I travel, a traveler passing through, as my ancestors before you. Spare me so I can smile again before I am gone and exist no more. Amen. Spare me so I can smile again. Okay, let's pray, everyone. Father, please spare us so we can smile again before we're no more and exist no more. Lord, help us to be in the valley of laughter and joy and comrade and and love and goodness and mercy and kindness. Amen. Can you imagine God answering our prayer that we're drunk in the spirit all day long, just laughing and enjoying ourselves? And whatever we do turns to gold. Oh, what a beautiful thought. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words of life. Let us encourage ourselves. Let us be glad in the Lord. Moving right along, Psalm 69. The notes on Psalm 69 are from the New Living Translation. This Bible, like I said, is Spiritual Renewal Bible, New Living Translation. Literally falling apart. Isn't that a good thing? As he wrote this psalm, David felt as if his problems were closing in on him. It seems that no one was around to take his side. We may know this feeling in times like these. We should do what David did. Cry out to God for help. Submit to his will and entrust our lives to his care. Amen. David's visible repentance and desire to change his life brought him instant ridicule. He became a laughing stock among those who were opposed to God. Even the town drunks ridicule him. As we confess our failures and surround our life to God, we may experience similar scorn. During such trials, we should remember that God's judgment matter most, and the high and he highly honors such repentance. Amen. God highly honors such repentance. Thank you, Lord. That's one of the reasons we cry out to God as we read this along the line, to open our hearts, our minds, and submit to his will. When I said, yes, Lord, yes, thy will be done, and raise your hands to the Lord, Walk around saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, thy will be done. Do it for an hour. That will hook you back up to God's will. And we got to discipline not only our minds, our souls, our habits, but the elements around us need to hear that, you know. The earth, the where you live, the, the molecules, the angels, you know, and even the enemy. The enemy is... is uh, wants to trip us with our own thoughts, you know, allures us with our thoughts. Remember, the enemy has no words of their own. 
they're trying to get our words and once they get in there they keep reminding us to say it's killing me it's killing me they're in tune to death destruction robbery and and deception and the holy spirit is on the other side of the coin and we get to choose so we say Yes, Lord, yes, thy will be done. Goodness and mercy be evident in my life. Thank you for your goodwill. And then we we don't have to wait till God, till our own wrong decisions brings us catastrophe for a situation where we're forced to do it. We're willingly doing it now. We are diligent. We're up early at task in taking care of this necessity that our soul has to be one with the Creator. Amen. Psalm 69. Here we go. A psalm of David to be sung to the tombs of the lilies. Save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the miry. I can't find a foothold to stand on. I am in deep water, and the floods overwhelm me. I am exhausted from crying for help. My throat is parched and dry. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for God to help me. Those who hate me without cause are more numerous than the hairs on my head. These enemies who seek to destroy me are doing so without a cause. They attack me with lies, demanding that I give back what I didn't steal. Oh God, you know how foolish I am. My sins cannot be hidden from you. Don't let those who trust in you stumble because of me. O oh, sovereign Lord, almighty, don't let me cause them to be humiliated. O oh, God of Israel, for I am mocked and shamed for your sake. Humiliation is written all over my face. Even my own brothers pretend they don't know me. They treat me like a stranger. Passion for your house burns within me, so those who insult you are also insulting me. When I weep and fast before the Lord, they scoff at me. When I dress in sackcloth to show sorrow, they make fun of me. I am the favorite topic of town gossip and all the drunkards sing about me, but I keep right on praying to you, Lord, hoping this is the time you will show me favor. In your unfailing love, O God, answer my prayer with your sure salvation. Pull me out of the mud. Don't let me sink any deeper. Rescue me from those who hate me and pull me from these deep waters. Don't let the floods overwhelm me or the deep waters swallow me or the pit of death devour me. Answer my prayers, O Lord, for your unfailing love is wonderful. Turn and care of me. For your mercy is so plentiful. Don't hide from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in deep trouble. Come and rescue me. Free me from all my enemies. You know the insults I endure, the humiliation and disgrace. You have seen all my enemies and know that they have what they have said. Their insults have broken my heart, and I am in despair. If only one person would show them some pity, if only one would turn and comfort me. 
But instead, they give me poison for food. They offer me sour wine to satisfy my thirst. Let the bountiful table set before them become a snare. and Let their security become a trap. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see. And let their bodies grow weaker and weaker. Pour out your fury on them. Consume them with your burning anger. May their homes become desolated and their tents be deserted. To those who have punished, they add insults to injury. They scoff at the pain of those you have hurt. Pile their sins up high and don't let them go free. Erase their names from the book of life. Don't let them be counted among the righteous. I am suffering and pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Then I will praise God's name with singing. I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrifice an ox or presenting a bull with his horns and hoops. The humble will see their God at work and be glad. Let all who seek God's help live in joy. For the Lord hears the cry of his needy ones. He does not despite his people who are oppressed. Praise him, O heavens and earth, and seas and all that moves in them. For God will save Jerusalem and rebuild the towns of Judah. His people will live there and take possessions of the land. The descendants of those who obey him will inherit the land. And those who love him will live there in safety. Amen. Psalm 69. Now let's go ahead and jump to Psalm 99. And Psalm 99... God is both loving and holy. He loves, his love causes him to show mercy towards us. But his holiness means that we can't please him if we continue in sin. We must not presume upon God's loving and forgiving nature. For he also loves justice. Continuing in sin will result in terrible consequences. And one of the terrible consequences is being disconnected from God. Certainly we don't want... Here we go. Psalm 99. The Lord is King. Let the nations tremble. He sits on His throne between the cherubim. Let the whole earth quake. The Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, supreme over all the nations. Let them praise Your great and awesome name. Your name is holy, mighty king, lover of justice. You have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also called on his name. They cried to the Lord for help, and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud, and they followed the decrees and principles he gave them. O Lord our God, you answer them. You were a forgiving God, but you punished them when they went wrong. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, Jerusalem, for the Lord our God is a holy God. Amen. And now we do Psalm 129. And that'll be it for our psalms today. Thank you. One more psalm. And I have a brand new backup Bible. <laughs> Same company. 
This one is Life Recovery Bible, New Living Testament. These people have done incredible work for the body of Christ. The New Living Testament people. Now in Psalm 129, it doesn't have a commentary. Okay. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me. Let all Israel repeat this. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted, but they have never defeated me. My back is covered with cuts, as as a farmer had plowed long furrows. But the Lord is good. He has cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly. May all who hate Jerusalem be turned back in shameful defeat. May they be as useless as a grass on a rooftop, turning yellow when only half grown. Ignored by the harvesters, despite by the binders. And may those who pass by refuse to give them this blessing. The Lord bless you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. So I'm going to turn around and bless you. And you bless me. I'm going to say this to you and you say it back to me. The Lord bless you. We bless you in the Lord's name. The Lord bless you. We bless you in the Lord's name. One more time. The Lord bless you. I bless you in the Lord's name. Amen. Go in peace. Our readings have ended. May the Lord bless you and keep you and establish you, smile on you, help you to live for good purpose. Amen. May you endure temptation. Praise God when you're being tempted because there's a reward on the other side. Thank God for the problem. There's always a reward. In Jesus' name, amen.